Mom's a hardcore. Welcome to Moms of Flavor Town. Um, I am Rachel, and I think it's very funny that we never planned to have the uh, the laser guns, and they're an integral part of the show now. Oh my goodness! I am Debbie, and I will do laser guns forever. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what I would do if you didn't do them now. You know, I know. Would it be shocking? Yes, I'm so used to it. (laughs) Um, So uh, I want to start off by doing a quick apology, um, a correction. It's because, like, I don't remember which episode, but in an episode like a couple weeks ago, I was saying that I thought Allison was gay. I thought she was like a gay icon. Mm -hmm. Um, She is not gay, but like, I think she is like a gay icon, but she's not gay herself. Yeah. So sorry for saying that i mean who cares i mean it's not a i think everyone's gay whatever you know right right we're all (laughs) i would not be uh i'm pretty straight and i would not be offended at all if someone said i was gay you know right i like feel like it's like embarrassing to be straight oh absolutely um you know i'm like oh yeah like i'm totally gay you know just like in spirit (laughs) right (laughs) um i like identify as like part as like queer but like not like just because it's like uh how i feel my soul should be you know right right. (laughs) um so um how are you doing i'm good oh one more correction um john pointed out uh uh that we said that tasha has an ocular implant She's a cochlear. Cochlear. Sorry. Cochlear. Oh my God. I've said it like a hundred times <laughs> because I watch uh, The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a character, uh, I guess not a character, a person, <laughs> Abigail Herringer. She was on Matt James' season. She got the first impression rose, and um, she had the cochlear implant, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I feel like, and I follow her on Ended. She was on Bachelor in Paradise. And, nice. You know, I follow her on Instagram. I feel like, you know, she's posted lots of, like, you know, like, deaf, she's like, a, you know, like a deaf activist, you know, mm-hmm. like raising awareness, all this kind of stuff. So I feel like everything I know about, because I didn't realize before I knew her that like the difference between like, uh, like she has a cochlear implant and she doesn't speak sign language at all. Mm-hmm. So like, she's like uh, deaf, but like she doesn't speak sign language and like all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I feel like through this bachelor influencer i've learned a lot about cochlear implants and that's like they've never said that tasha has that i just like feel like i know about it because of this influencer and then um i get it totally wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so i i'm assuming john is on the other side of this door right now because he literally just sent me a picture of the google what is an ocular implant and what is that so an ocular implant is it replaces the eye's natural lens that is removed during cataract surgery. Ah, um, I mean, you know, uh, I'm assuming that like ocular, ocular versus cochlear is like Latin or something. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm no doctor. Um, but um, yeah, I was calling it that because I recognize it on 
uh, from Abigail Herringer, who we will mm-hmm. tag in the, we will put her in the, uh, the show notes. Um, uh, but yeah, I know way too much about Bachelor Nation, and anything I know is because it's been on The Bachelor. So, <laughs> um, uh, sorry about that. And John, thank you for creeping. Yeah, thank you for creeping if you can hear me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, well, it makes it obvious since the ocular sounds like an eye thing. So right. it makes, uh, makes sense. Um but um okay so thank you for the other con- the other correction um and this is not a correction but it's something that i wanted to talk about in general that it relates to the bear uh-huh. um, so debbie today i sent you a meme which i f- really related to which was that meme that was like any mom who's watching tv has to say that's on a newborn whenever there's a, ba- there's a baby born yep <laughs> um which i do a hundred percent um same Spencer makes fun of me. Um, well, well, I don't usually say that's not a newborn. I usually say, like, that baby's, like, six months old. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like, look at that baby. It's going to keep its head up, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> but it made me think about this thing that has really been bothering me ever since we watched The Bear, uh-huh. which I never brought up, but I've been thinking about it, and I feel like it's the perfect time to bring it up because of this, which is totally, like, my mom obsession stuff. So... In the fishes episode, uh-huh. the famous Christmas one, remember we did the math because uh-huh. it said, you know, however many weeks till opening. It said like 300 weeks till opening. And we were like, uh-huh. oh, well, that's about five years or whatever. Right. In that episode, mm-hmm. Richie's wife is pregnant and she's yeah. first trimester even. So yeah. she's got at least, you know, probably seven more months to go. Right. Um, and in present day on that show, there is no way that Richie's daughter is under five. She's like a tween. Right. 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 Wait, hold and on. Did we, did you actually do the math? We did do the math when it was oh, yeah. on there. Right. Um, right, right. And okay. it was like five years, which like makes sense for like every other timeline. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. Let me look at my show notes right now. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, they're not coming up easily when I try to go into my Google Drive. But <laughs> I remember we did the math, and it was yeah. and it was like five years. Um, and so Richie's daughter is like I don't know exactly how old she is, but I'd say she's like nine no mm-hmm. um which is like there's a huge difference between an under five-year-old and a nine-year-old oh, it's crazy so our nanny's son he's in fifth grade he's 10 mm-hmm. and charlie is you know in pre-k and they go to the same they're in the same school and so usually we take her son we, we pick up Charlie and her son and take them um, home to her house. And I mean, it is wild uh, because he is like, I've known him since he was like four or five. And now he's like totally teening it up, even though he's only 10. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. It, and it is so weird just the, watching him interact with his friends, like, a- along the walk on our way to the house. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's just such a weird, funny thing. It's yeah, such so a big like, difference. There's a whole plot in The Bear how, like, Richie's getting, like, Taylor Swift tickets for his daughter. Yeah. 
and like she loves Taylor Swift and like rolls his eyes at him and like she is there's no way she is like four and a half <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um and i just feel like that's another thing that's like very like i mean i'm sure like the bears a serious show i'm sure other people have like noticed that or whatever right but, like that's like, such a mom thing also to be yeah like, like no four-year-old would be like that you right, know? right 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 <laughs> um so I wonder why they didn't make that age appropriate because it's not like Richie has another daughter or something. Right. Who is the, uh, and they definitely didn't have a kid at that point. Um, so yeah. So anyone who, uh, if, if we're wrong, send us a message or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've been thinking about that ever since that happened. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else uh, from you, Debbie? Well, it's funny. Cause like, my I used to make fun of my mom all the time when I she would do that. The oh, that's not a newborn thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and now I do it so often, and I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> I was honestly embarrassed when I saw that meme. Yeah. Like, I, I can't help myself. It's not I my know. <laughs> like I'm glad that they're not like rushing a newborn straight from the womb to like. Yeah, in front of the cameras, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like also like I feel like they don't need to have a baby actor <laughs> no. at all. You know, like I just feel like you can like you don't need to see the you can do uh, well. You know, and I think you should leave. They do it really bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're like in the in the uh, that famous um, I used to be a piece of shit sketch. Yeah, um, that like drives me crazy because they're having like kind of like a like a it looks like a there's a party supposed to be for like the newborn baby or whatever, and that part is fine because it's like okay you can have a party for a baby at any age I guess, but at one point like the mom comes in and is like watch the head. <laughs> <laughs> baby could like run a marathon <laughs> <laughs> that baby is 10 months old you know it's not uh right you're so far past head watching and i it would be fine if they didn't have that line about uh but yeah it's like probably just like one of the cast members son or whatever was right. like the, the only baby they had <laughs> and also uh, fuck bart harry jarvis or like jarvis damn I, that would have been so good if i actually wasn't a marble mouth about it <laughs> I know. He's uh but in that sketch also I think it's funny because uh now we're really getting into the weeds, everybody, but we're talking about <laughs> baby of the year, of course. of course. Um and in the big song in the beginning, they're like, um, which ones will walk, which ones will talk? Um, but uh none of those babies are gonna talk. <laughs> no. But no. I mean it's comedy, you know, so <laughs> the the magic of the cinema. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, and one of them will get uh, uh, pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver at some yeah. point. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, tiny Dinky Daffy or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into this recap is um, uh, I wanted to talk about the, the internet fight I was just telling you about. <laughs> um, that's like one thing that um it's that's being a mom i feel like is like at least like 30 percent fighting other moms on facebook you know oh my god it's so funny 
I know that's just like part of uh so I was telling Debbie about this already but um I'm in this group that's like called like traveling with babies and toddlers and like you know people say like which car seat is the best seat car seat for the plane you know it's like yeah. a lot of helpful information there's also a lot of like wealth porn which is uh part of why I like the group because I'm like who are you to some of these people you know <laughs> right. um like I'm taking my five kids to Hawaii for the 10th time or it's just like <laughs> yeah. you know you're it's like okay um but uh they so someone posted and they were like i'm going to new york i got cheap plane tickets but like my we have two three-year-olds but my husband like thinks it's gonna be too expensive so like tell me cheap things that we can do with kids um so i was like cheap things with kids in new york city this is my wheelhouse yeah you know? uh so i did the comment that was like oh you can find a lot of cheaper things outside out of the outer boroughs and i suggested two things i like which are in queens of course which are the new york hall of science mm -hmm. which debbie and i both go to mm -hmm. um it's like a cute science museum for kids it's not expensive and the queen zoo which again mm -hmm. is like a small zoo not expensive in flushing mm -hmm. um and this person responded to my comment and said do not go to New York and go to Queens. Um, and uh, so I was like, well, this wasn't even like the poster. This was just like some other person. Um, and I was like, what's wrong with Queens? Like she asked for cheap things to do with kids. Right. That's what I was saying. And she said, she's taking the time and effort to go to New York. She should be doing touristy things. Um, and uh, that's just really like, I... I guess it's so, I don't, I'm so confused by like, I don't, I guess because I live in New York, I don't ever want to go anywhere and do touristy things. It like no. stresses me out to be around tourists, you know? So like oh the God, fact that like someone was like uh, mad at me for <laughs> suggesting something not touristy was so funny to me. It's such a weird mom group thing, right? Yeah. And especially like the two things you suggested are in such a historical location like, it's, I mean, literally the spot where men in black, <laughs> like, come on, there's so much going also, on. Like, good those... luck having a cheap vacation if you're not allowed to leave Manhattan, according to this lady. <laughs> right. Um, which, you know, like, I get it. Like, Manhattan is cool. Like, yes, go to Central Park. It's beautiful. I like to mm -hmm. go there sometimes. You know, I'm not like against the touristy stuff altogether. Um, but I just found that very funny to be like, do not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, like, okay, I was just saying too, I, I know I'm a Queen's apologist, but like, you know, Museum of Moving Image, like a Jim Henson permanent exhibit. Like, you can't yes. beat that. Yes. You know, things like that. It's like, I know. It's what like, do you do? People and also, and this is just me going to be a total snob, but like I'm like I'm sure lots of people would say like, oh, do all these things in Brooklyn, and no one would say, don't go to Brooklyn, right? Because people think Brooklyn is cool, and I think that Queens is cool, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we're glad. But one of the reasons we like it, and you know, talk about this all the time, is how Queens is not that cool, which is what we like. I mean, it's cool, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's like right. It's not overrun with uh, the cool people that want to make it expensive. Yeah. Um, but I guess that is unfortunately us, is that yeah. oh, we, are, we are the uh, gentrifiers. So sorry, everybody. And I've been uh, I've been noticing more of the like younger, not younger. Oh God, I've been noticing like the 
um, younger people that look like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my neighborhood, more and more of like you know the tiny beanies and yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I'm like, no. Stay but the away. thing is, that I feel like in Queens. In my neighborhood, I can't, when I see people like that, I can't mm-hmm. tell if they are like people like gentrifiers, like moving farther um, east mm-hmm. or, which I think is very likely, mm-hmm. they are like Long I- like the Long Island punks moving mm-hmm. a little bit farther, w- in my neighborhood at least, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the, uh, I feel like there's a lot of those people, you know, it's like the. Totally, totally. I, I've noticed yeah. a lot of a lot of like the Long Island people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, uh, which I think is like a little better than like the you know the NYU and Pratt kids <laughs> uh, you know, moving that way. Yeah. Um. But anyway, now that we've shit talked a lot of people in our audience, probably um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. Yeah, we love everybody. We're not talking about you specifically. You no, listener. anyone listening to this podcast can live wherever they want, and they can gentrify anywhere. It's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, fine. <laughs> okay. So, um, Great British Baking Show is Pastry Week. I have to say something before we start this episode that I was very on brand with this episode. And mm-hmm. I, as I spoke about last week, baked yesterday before we watched the show, I baked a tart tatan. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I posted it. it um, I didn't do a great job because I'm mm-hmm. not a baker and I, I wanted the apples to get really caramelized, but mm-hmm. then I accidentally over caramelized them and they got kind of mushy. Um, but it still tasted great. You know, that's yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. But I thought like, I was like, Ooh, it's going to get, I kind of underestimated. you know, I don't know the times baking takes. So I kind of yeah. like thought I had to do it longer once it, whatever. So, uh, but um, because of that, so I was baking it. It took a long time because very many stages, but um I kind of stopped taking notes like three quarters of the way through uh, mm-hmm. because I was just uh, at that point, my tart to tent was done and I was eating my pastry. Mm. Um, my pastry dough turned out great. It was very flaky. Amazing. Good. I know I was, I used like, I just looked like a pie crust. I didn't do like the puff pastry because uh-huh. I was, uh, I looked at the recipe and was like, no, yeah. um, kind of like some people, uh, in the, uh, in the technical of this, of this, uh, one, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I just did like a regular like, all butter pie crust uh-huh. and it's so good. It's just it's like, so good. It's just it doesn't like- matter what, what kind of pie crust you do. If you're doing an all butter pie crust, it's going to taste good. Yeah. It was just like two sticks of butter, mm. flour, mm. and a little bit of salt and ice water. And that's Perfect. like so much butter. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have that after we finish this episode too. So oh, jealous. I'm, uh, I also want to uh, point out that even if you did miss some notes, we are having our friend Chris, uh, join at some point during this episode. So maybe he can fill in some details too. Yes. Um, he's going to be coming in. Um, he's going to be a little late because he is also as is everyone on our show, um, a dad who is mm-hmm. busy. Um, so he's going to come in when he can. Yeah. Um, he suggested that we start, uh, later. And I said, no, that is my bedtime. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Chris is, we're specifically having Chris on because he has been to the Bakewell. 
Oh, yes. And has eaten Bakewell tarts from Bakewell. So we oh, yeah. thought it would be good to have him during pastry week. And he's also one of these people that me and Debbie both know uh, from different ways before we knew each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's just start going through it. And then Chris will pop in when he does. Yeah. Um, okay. So they start out with this little joke about how Allison baked a cake, but it was actually Prue. Mm-hmm. Um and I never know, like, if I should, like, recap those uh, starting things because they're pretty silly, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, I still love Allison. I love Noel. I'm mm-hmm. very much happier this season. Oh, my God. So much happier. I feel like with Matt Lucas, and I'm sorry because he's funny in certain things, but I feel like when, when they would do those skits, I'd be like, oh, my God, stop, oh. you know? God. And and it just sets the tone for the whole like episode of him just being fucking annoying. But anyway. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> so um this episode is gonna be a double elimination, they remind us. And I had totally forgotten. Yeah. And I was sad. Um they open with Nikki saying pastry is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get, you know, like the butter and the dough and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and their signature is going to be picnic pies with hot water crust pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those such so like so like it's such a British thing, like the little savory pies. Um, mm-hmm. and hot water crust, one of those things I've only ever seen on Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Same. so how does hot water crust pastry work? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that they always say it's like the tougher of the, of the crusts and me being a silly old pop punk person. (laughs) Like I just think of hot water music. So (laughs) of course, um, but yeah, so, okay. So this is what Google AI said. Hot Uh water crust is a sturdy, pliable dough. That's great for savory pies. It's made by whisking boiling water into fat until it forms an emulsion, then adding the mixture to flour. Um, which is, you know, it's very interesting because I've only made kind of pie crust like i was talking about where like you have to like the butter has to be so cold Mm -hmm. and the water has to be so cold so uh yeah so it's a different type of crust maybe i'll try it sometime um do you like a meat pie i do i love a meat pie i I, i'm a i'm a big savory i i I, honestly i love pie like yeah it doesn't matter what what uh, preparation. I'm uh, I'm a pie fan. I know. I like pies too. I love a yeah. meat pie. Um, and I uh, I love the uh, I love you know like a pot pie, any yeah. kind of pie, pot any kind pie, of quiche, pie. quiche. Yes. I love. totally. So yeah. I would like to try. Like I feel like in England, like these like uh, these meat pies are like so ubiquitous. And remember in like the original seasons when they went through like mm-hmm. the history of some of the meat pies. Yeah. Um, I miss those segments. That was so good, but that was I back on like public TV. All right. I have a question for you because John and I were talking about this last night when we were watching it. Um, do you feel uh, maybe that we're just missing something, but not only do they not do those like history segments, but I feel like they're not really um, talking about each person. Like, they don't go to the people's houses anymore. They don't, like, 
Yeah. Well, they do, they do a little bit, but definitely less, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they had, like, in, like, the first two episodes, maybe they had, like, little clips of them. You know, like, they had, like, uh, Josh at his rugby club. Remember right. They, or, like, remember they had Keith, like, showing his neighbor his food. But I do think that they used to do that more and, like, continue to do it each episode. Right. Yeah. Um, and the, I really like that. And also, like, so I know they stopped during COVID, but did they start going home again now? I think they did. I uh-huh. think they did. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I love about this show, how, like, they're there for the weekend and they just go home. And, like, if they they, they want to practice, they have to, like, stay up all night because they, like, go to work during the week and stuff. It's, like, right. crazy. Um, but I feel like that always, like, when they were doing, like, all those segments, like, showing their normal life, I feel like it, like, really, like, made you, like, believe more that they were at home during it yeah. you know what i mean so uh allison says that the uh pies need to be attractive and attempting to eat just like me um <laughs> which was, was charming from her um and uh noel makes a joke and i did like this joke that they have enough hot water even though paul took a long shower yeah. um <laughs> i appreciate that because i've definitely there's nothing worse than when you have to share hot water with someone. There's no hot water. Ugh, the worst. How's the hot water in your apartment right now? Uh, so for the most part, it's usually great. We have a huge building and you do too. So I'm sure. Yeah. Is, is your hot water the same? Like it's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our hot water is great. But in the last place I lived, I lived, we lived in the top apartment of a two family uh-huh. and then the hot water was terrible. Uh-huh. Um, so like, it was like I feel like I was like, my landlord hated me because I was always like, there's no hot water. (laughs) Um, Chris has joined the podcast and he has a professional setup. Look at this. Hey! 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 You can hear us now? I can, yeah. Yay! (laughs) Okay, so now joining us is Chris Chafin. Chris, do you want to introduce yourself briefly? And then we'll talk about the, we're in the middle of the recaps. We'll talk about that. Oh my God. I'm, I wouldn't even say that we're in the middle. We're like, <laughs> we just started the recap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. My name is Chris Chafin. I'm a freelance journalist uh, and I have committed to such a, or contributed to such UK based publications as The House UK, the official magazine of Parliament and the British Broadcasting Corporation's digital uh, platform, which may be. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at this. We I had no that. idea. And uh, what are you doing now? Uh, well, you know, I can't really talk about it. What you I'm doing. Can't. Now. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say anything or anything or try to. <laughs> um, okay, so Chris is very mysterious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I did just I did just finish an article for the House Magazine, so I am currently oh, wow. doing that. So All wow, right. that's cool. Um, as you mentioned, you're very overcommitted. I'm extremely overcommitted. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate yeah. you taking the time. <laughs> To come on the pod and do You this. know, uh, this is a problem with our podcast, um, is that everyone, all of our guests and everything, everyone is parents. Everyone's working parents. <laughs> yes, so it's yeah. like all everyone's <laughs> always like having a hard time scheduling it. Yeah. I, so the things I did tonight were leave work, go to the playground. My daughter had an absolute meltdown about a colored pencil, mm-hmm. a rainbow pencil that mm-hmm. like it was like her friend gave to her, but then took back and she couldn't handle oh, that no. concept. Yeah. Then we picked up the laundry together and sat in the car while she played Pock Pock because she really wanted to sit in the car with me. Are you familiar <laughs> with Pock Pock? Are you guys big into Pock Pock? 
What I've is never heard Pac-Pac? of that. Oh my god, you guys gotta get on Pac-Pac. Um it's like uh it's a it's a game on your phone, but it's it's actually like 50 different games and they're not really games. It's just like you draw or you make music or you mm-hmm. like move little characters around the screen. So it's like you're letting them play with your phone, but it's creative time and they're being constructive. Uh-huh. They're not being like marketed to, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is oh, what cool. you tell yourself while you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, we're happy that you were able to come on. Um, and also we were saying that you were one of these people. So, you know, Debbie and I, Chris, we met on an online mom group. Uh, right. That's like how we met each other, which is funny because now we realize we have like a million mutual friends. And Chris mm-hmm. is one of the people that yes. Debbie and I like both know from our our wild um, and crazy past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you even imagine, Rachel? There was a time the things that like Rachel and I you knew each other in the independent music scene, the DIY scene of 2008 to 2014, <laughs> yes. roughly, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Where we used to hang out at daddy's until four in the morning. And like, uh, I know, like, eat like four at least. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I always tell people this story about one time when we were hanging out with you at Silent Barn and me and another, me and another friend of ours were working the door. Mm-hmm. And this, these guys came out of the concert room in, into the lobby and like one of them just started throwing up into the trash can like crazy and his friend <laughs> his friend looked at me and andrew and he said don't worry don't worry he just had a lot of heroin <laughs> um so let the record show i used to be cool you know? <laughs> and now we tuck our kids to bed <laughs> and ducking out on bedtime for this, yeah so yeah, yeah. Now, uh, yeah now when uh when someone is like, can you do something at nine? I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm just- <laughs> literally what I suggested for tonight. <laughs> I know. So sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then you and Debbie used to work together, right? Yeah. We worked at Girly Action Media 2006 <laughs> to 2008 is when I was there, I think. Yeah, I got laid I- off at the financial crisis. Yeah. Oh, God. And because I wasn't all that good at my job, I think is the other reason. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and the financial crisis is probably when we started hanging out. So exactly, that, there yeah. you go. So there, Ships but it's the so night. funny because yeah, like I feel like we were. I mean, Rachel and I were just talking about um, Kurt Bronholler, and we're like, oh yeah, we probably were like at the same shows. Like yeah, I definitely like, was at that. Yeah, yes. yeah. What was the name of that bar where it was like the comedy place was in the back? A uh, hi fi was it right? Like was uh, it Rafifi? Rafifi, yeah. The one on North Six. Like, oh, oh, that one. Cameo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I, I used to I used to do the audio for Big Terrific there. Um oh, uh, all of these uh bars uh used to have uh comedy in the back room. So yes. Yeah, yes. I always remember um, one time I went to a show. I think it was actually the last hot tub, maybe. And uh-huh. Kurt, it, I, the only people I got there like early, and the only people there were me and Todd Berry, and he was just <laughs> like being so surly without saying anything. Do you know right, what I mean? He was right. just giving off that aura. I was um, 
a friend of mine who you both know, uh, Jill, uh, she was at like, was like, oh, like, uh, you and I should go to a show. Uh, so I was like scrolling through Oh My Rockness, which oh <laughs> I haven't looked oh at in so God. long. Because I was like, where do I like just like find like a listing of shows? So I looked there and we did find a show. But um, so there was like, I didn't realize how much comedy they have on there now. And it was oh, like, wow. there, it was like all like, like these like people that I like, th- like I so associate with like two. 2010 you know like yeah todd barry yeah. and like i was like oh like am i gonna like go to a look at americans for a todd barry show you know yeah. like, I'm, I'm sure he's still very funny but it's just like it seems you know it seems like yeah, such a right. moment in time or whatever right 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 you're like todd barry you're cooked you're like this is, that's in the past for me you know? yeah <laughs> if i can recommend just put out a plug there's a great show at tip top in my neighborhood uh bed every week called Tip top tits or top tits, something like that. It's this great <laughs> comedian, Mar- Mary Sella, who it used uh-huh. to be called Female Comedians with Tits, was the name of their show. Uh, <laughs> and they've had some great people come through there. I mean, Janine Groffalo's on the show a few times. And nice. uh, like, I saw Alana Glazer bomb there harder than <gasps> I've ever seen anyone bomb in my entire life. Wow. Just like a completely silent room, which was amazing. I mean, she was wow. working out new material. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's, uh, not that I'm not having a great time catching <laughs> But Rachel's like, but... I gotta go to bed. <laughs> oh, so no, I, I know, bed. me too, you know. But like, yeah. People also, they're here to hear the hard-hitting news about the baking show. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll just go through it, Chris, just so you know. We're just, like, kind of going to loosely go through it, uh, and then we will, uh, you know, talk about it. And I am really, like, the type A note-taker in this yeah. relationship, but um, in like the uh, showstopper portion this time, I was eating a uh, I was eating a tart tatan that I had baked. Oh, I saw um, that on Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I was eating it, and I didn't take any notes. So we'll just have to, you know, talk about it. Um, okay. I took but- notes on my phone, and I cannot find where I put my phone for the life <laughs> of me. That's why I'm looking around, and no, it's here somewhere. I couldn't possibly tell you where. Um, it's I- fine. Between the three of us, I'm sure we'll do great. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so everyone is making, we're starting with the uh, the signature, and everyone's making these savory pies. Um, Like Maddie is making a Spanakopita inspired pie. He can't pronounce it, he calls it Spanakopita. And Chris, what do you think about Maddie? Oh my God, you know what? The thing is, is he the one that looks like Jesse Clemens? Yeah. Oh no, that's uh, Dan. That's Dan. I was actually trying to pull up all the contestants this year because I don't remember any of their fucking Maddie names. Is the I'm one having such like... a hard time this year remembering anyone's name. <laughs> and I it's... don't really know why. I think it's because it just washes over me at this point. I've watched so many seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay, hard. The Bakers, all right. Like, uh, yeah. Well, you would know Maddie because he's like the one who's like the the resident. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maddie. I'm, I've yeah. got it pulled up now. Yeah. yeah. So Maddie... Okay, the the archetype that Maddie is fulfilling is the hot young guy who's also kind of a doofus. Yes. And sometimes these these contestants flame out in the first, like, two episodes, but then sometimes, like, shockingly, they're there, like, until the final four or something. That's what we were saying about it. We were just like, 
we expect him to be bad every week, and then like he doesn't like we're like oh like he knows how to bake. It's it's a little bit like confusing his, to me, you know. Yeah. He's got his like dumbass lad haircut and his tattoos, right. and he's like thick as hell. He's so small, <laughs> and yeah. you're always and he's always like oh yeah, all in all, but then when they show the thing he made, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like they show him like fumbling his ingredients, like oh I don't know what any of this is. It's you a know, total fucking misdirect because he's obviously good at what he does. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right, it looks like yeah. he should be on Love Island. It looks like he yes, showed up to the wrong totally. reality show. But like, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, oh, I actually, I can bake. Let me try this. You know, oh, actually, it's pretty nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to, like, tag him in an Instagram post on Armand's of Flavor Town Instagram, and you can't tag him. He turned off tagging because there's probably, Ooh. like, oh, so God. many, like, thirsty British people tagging him. Like, oh, Maddie. <laughs> so many know? thirsty hosts of mom-based food podcasts. <laughs> right. Um, Okay, so Tasha said that she had Stockholm syndrome the last week, missing the because she had to like leave because she was sick. Right. Um, And then Noel and then Noel's like, "Oh yeah, it is Stockholm syndrome." And he says, "If you win, you will get kidnapped by Paul and he'll lock you in his basement." Um, Which is. Can we talk I about mean, exactly? That's what I. That's what of I all the times for that to air. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, like Paul. I mean, at, I don't know if you remember Abby or is it Abby? The winner, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Ruby. She oh, was the Ruby, one who looked yeah. like a, a deer. You know? No, and... no, I follow Ruby. Ruby Tando, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I follow yeah, her yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, you know, lots of good cookbooks. Like, you know, and she's very like. Paul is a creep. He will kidnap you. <laughs> like that's and, but then there's that other woman too who also won, I think, where it was like maybe she was having sex with Paul. Like <gasps> Oh you, yeah. I don't yeah, know about from this like one. years ago. Um she had like black hair. She was like a big flirt. And there was always like pictures of them like in the Daily Mail together where they're like out for a meal and he's like rubbing her shoulders or they're just be they look not like friends do you know what i mean right i think she did get divorced from her husband like after all this stuff came out oh my god like tasha is like very hot you know oh yeah she's the young hot one there's always also a young hot woman right and like what we've said about Tasha is like I would have like been like oh like written her off as like the young hot one you know but like she's like she's definitely more interesting than I thought just from her picture you know and uh but yeah so like she is the type that Paul would like target you know so it's a pretty creepy joke I do people like Paul Hollywood that's my because no (laughs) one I know likes him but he's obviously like this huge celebrity right like are there of course people people like him him. of course people like him you know he's famous you know like what do you there's a person I think people appreciate him on a certain level I mean first of all as the Flavortown podcast like you know like it's there's a very popular meme that's like him and Guy Fieri yes like separated at birth twins you know raised by different families I don't know you know like Helen from Twitter like um She's like very hot, but she also does a lot of like dumb. She's like a shit posting meme account. Yeah. Her like a- a- Abby forever has been this picture of Paul Hollywood from like kind of above, where he's like in the, completely in the dark and really sweaty, where he looks like he's like <laughs> on Molly in a field somewhere, <laughs> and like that's been her. Abby. She changes it every couple of months, and then it always goes back to Paul Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, like I mean, obviously I love to watch this show, but I just I don't mean like do people 
like obviously I get the entertainment value, but I don't find him likable. Like oh, no. like Guy Fieri is like oh, likable, you know, like it seems he, like a good dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we he has his skeletons as we've talked about or whatever, you know, like maybe he's MAGA, who knows? Um, but like when you watch him on TV, you're like, Oh, that would be a fun hang. You know, like Paul yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because there's a point in every season where that we reached with this episode which is where paul stops he goes from being like genial a little bit to being like the most critical son of a bitch you've oh, ever heard yeah. in your life and nothing totally. is good enough for him and it's usually when the season progresses enough you know what i yeah. mean yes so this this was the episode where he started like crew was kind of being like oh this was great and he's like yeah. could have could have been better could have been better. <laughs> right, right, not, right. i'm not sure about this you know <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, we're this far into the season already, where Paul yes. is being a prick to everybody. Uh, well, I feel like pastry is always, like, a turning point, you know? Because yeah. it's yeah. like... Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, so, so Daphne's making potato daffinoise, mm -hmm. which will come back, obviously. Um, and, you know, Paul tries to give her a little bit of... He's like, oh, that's... Whatever that thing was, that sounds like a air, And she's like, what? <laughs> um... And um, Saku is making has a whole quail egg in the middle of hers. And Chris, we are huge Saku fans here. Oh like yeah, Saku. Yeah, I like Saku. I like Saku a lot. She's got a nice vibe. I'm yeah. always like suspicious of her food, though, kind of. <gasps> really? Like, I, I, I don't mean that in a rude way, but they just uh -huh. always. I don't. She's like she's got a. First of all, she has like great Indian grandma vibes, and yeah. I don't know if she's Indian, South Asian. Yeah, she's a Sri, Sri, Sri Lankan. Yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, my apologies. Um, um, so yes, I love he, that, you know. Yeah. Yes. But then sometimes I feel like, I, you know, the baking show has changed so much over the years. Um, and because it used to be pretty closed-minded to non, like, European cuisine, right? right? Yes. It used to be, like, pretty, like, if if you had flavors that weren't from England, France, or Italy, they would be like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> But I feel like there's a little bit of that lurking in the background, like, you oh, know, because yeah. the challenges are British things by and large. Right. And it's like, if that's not your cultural background, it, it sometimes it's hard, you know, on the show. Yeah. Right. And I think, so I always worry about Saku. I'm Every time I see them bite into something of hers, I'm like, are they going to be dicks about her non-UK flavor profiles, you know? Yeah. But then um, the person who won, uh, Shabira from last season, who won, she was Malaysian, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah. They, yeah. They were always, like, so interested in her big flavors, you know? Yeah. And she always uh, had things that were hot, right? It was always, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. and cool. she always had like things that like sounded like they shouldn't go together, you know. Like, I feel like she'd have like blueberry and chili or something, and they'd yeah. be like, "Wow, yeah. you know." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although um, Saku, I will say, it did worry me because I just, in general, like think like tuna pie. That sounds. Yeah. But that's I know. Just, I like, thought the same way. I was like, tuna <laughs> yeah. Pie. But also, kind of like, is that a thing in the UK? It's got, I mean, maybe, probably. This is the other thing I'll say about this, this section of the show. And you really yeah. have just started the recap because this is the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, like, um, so I, another thing that's changed about the show over the years, I think, is so much of the weirdness has gotten ironed out, like the specific Englishness of it. But yes. having like pastry weeks kick off with meat-based pies yeah. is one of the things I absolutely love. I'm like, this is only these fucking British freaks 
They love like a pie full of fish and sausage. <laughs> it's so gross. It, and it's just it not, awesome. it's not it's gross. I mean, they look tasty. I would love it. You know, I love it. Yes. But it's like, it's just when you as an American hear that it's they're making pies. You just yeah. even after watching 16 seasons of the baking show, mm-hmm. when they start like cooking fish, I'm like, oh right, right, right. It's British, right, right. Yeah. British. yeah. Well yeah. then so the the technical is also a savory pastry. And it's so funny that two thirds of pastry week is savory. Yeah. You know, like if you tell someone from the US pastry, like we think of like of savory last. Uh yeah. or from France or like I mean yeah, I yeah. like it's really not that it's really a British thing that yeah, they love yeah. savory pastries. Especially uh, a savory fish. Uh, not that there would yes. be a sweet like fish. Meat. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the, like meat pie. Oh, I love like... a sweet fish pie. I love <laughs> it. Mm. That's, that's what my grandma used to call me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, basically, the signature, I mean, I think that they look cool. Um, and then, oh, yeah. They look great. Um, Christy gets a handshake. Um, I was very uh, surprised by that. Yes. I mean, like, they mm. set her up to be the star baker. I think she said in the beginning, like, I hope I get star baker this week. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everyone says that. But you know, when they put it in the edit, you're either going to be star baker or go home. Yeah. Um, and uh, But on the Saku thing, you said you're worried about her flavors. Saku is obviously not a front runner. So it's <laughs> like... Yeah. Like I feel like in another thing about this show is there's always like a couple of people that are like really good and then everyone is like kind of good mm-hmm. but there's like a lot of just kind of like you know like uh people like stumbling around the middle who like can do it it's like a hundred times better than I could bake but they're not like they never they don't look like professional like some of yeah, the people you know they're right. not like gonna win exactly yeah right, like right, there's right. always like just like a couple people um who honestly I thought Rowan was one of those people until mm-hmm. today so uh but um I mean who do you guys think are front runners Tasha obviously I feel like Tasha is gonna be the winner I think I, yeah. Dana is a slow horse yeah Dana could do it Dan Dan and Dan I'm, too, Dana too, but and Dana yeah. and Dan and maybe Josh, yeah, yeah, maybe Josh, yeah. And then, I mean, it was it was. I mean, and then Christy, obviously, this episode they set her. I mean, she you know she did mm-hmm. really well, and she did well last episode too. You know, yeah. But there's some there's something about her where I like don't think of her that way, but yeah, like, but well, she is doing really well. So yeah. she's like, yeah. She's like the most she and Dan are both kind of like the most like they're just like such normal people. Like they're not yeah. like quirk like even Dan's like a little bit quirkier, I feel like. Yeah. But like Chrissy's just like the most like she's pretty, but she's just like the most average person, you know. Well, you can okay. just tell. I mean, talking about the edit, like you can tell they're just not getting good tape from her because they yeah. even when she wins the episode, they can barely put her in the episode. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I just feel like that she's I feel bad calling her average. She's very pretty. She's <laughs> <laughs> just normal. But yes. but here's the thing is like at the end of this episode, I actually cried last night watching the end of this episode because she was like as a mom i never get like recognized and blah blah, um, blah and like it made me also feel super guilty because i have been calling her average and like, <laughs> and, like, you know, like she's whatever you know and she like says this like a really heartfelt really sad thing yeah she's like people always think i'm just whatever because i'm <laughs> <Yeah>. average <laughs> right 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Christy. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but you're right. And it's true. So anyway, let's go through the technical now. So uh, always, can I just say, cannot to interrupt, but as, yes, as a general, course. as a general note, what a terrifying idea, the technical challenge, right? Like, can you fucking imagine? Like, oh. I would have a panic attack and I would like, I would be so well, fucked up during this. <laughs> I always wonder about this show, like how many bakers in the uk can like be at this level like they've gone so many seasons and it's just like you can't just be like a regular home cook you have to like yeah like they say like make the genevieve sponge and you exactly. just have to make it you know like right. make make the pastry make a decoise yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah and like, it's just like yeah and even the people who who are making they show them making faces like oh i don't know how to do that they make a fucking decoise too right you know? <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like they all like they all just like even if they mess up like they know what to do where like I'd have to read like 10 recipes before I could even make the first attempt you know right the things right. I have been baking my entire life I still read the recipe over and over while I'm totally making it. yeah totally I you know I used to joke around like well John and I talk about how I, I would be like oh yeah I could totally do chopped I would get there in a heartbeat and I would rule the roost, like, I can totally do it. And then yeah. the moment I, like, try to, like, make an impressive meal at home with a recipe and all this other stuff, I'm, like, throwing things and, like, burning <laughs> things. Yeah. I'm like, what am I I've doing? Yeah, I've got, like, a meal kit that has, like, sent me the ingredients in individual bags. And I'm, like, studying the recipe, like, it's the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I'm like, wait, okay, wait, we've got to do what? Wait, hold on, wait, what, what? And I'm like, and all it's basically saying to do is, like, chop an onion and cook it in oil. And I'm like, but wait, how am I supposed to chop it? Yeah. There's, there's that meme of, like, you throw, when someone throws the directions in the trash, like, for a microwave thing, and there you see them opening the trash and looking yes. at the directions. Like, that is me yeah. all, every single time <laughs> well as you all know i have cooked on tv before yes. so that's true <laughs> <laughs> i think i could do i think i could do chopped i think i could yeah. do it i mean i feel like everyone thinks they could do it like the professional chefs are like oh this is a lot harder than i thought but yeah. i think that i could do a pretty good <laughs> job <laughs> well you've already well, cooking you've already, i was gonna cooking say is you, not baking you know yeah like, that's so. true yeah and, and also when, uh, you, you've you've cooked on tv before so that you yes. already have an advantage but um like whenever we're watching chopped and they have the uh the amateur show where it's like oh like these home cooks are competing <laughs> like i feel like the whole time i'm just, like these fucking idiots i want to say something unrelated about chopped which me and uh spencer were laughing about is um so you guys all watch Chopped, right? I know Debbie does. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. have watched Chopped. I'm not okay. a regular watcher. So okay, well then this might not be as uh, as uh, relatable to you. But uh, can I ask you, Debbie, who do you think is the uh, is the meanest Chopped judge? I think Jeffrey Zakarian is really oh, well. Actually, no, Jeffrey and Scott Conant, I think, are in tie for both. See, right. I don't agree at all. I think that it's Chris Santos by a mile is the wow. meanest chop judge. And well, because we were, this, me and uh, 
Spencer were joking that uh, we feel like every time that he's like, you know, someone makes something, his his attitude towards them is like, how dare you be a something, He's like, how dare you make this for me? You know? Well, uh, okay. Here's my thing. Here's my reasoning. One is that uh, Scott Conan, first of all, doesn't like onions. So it's like, he no, will just not, he will he shit like on you raw onions but, but he i don't like on, raw onions either so but you shouldn't be a chopped judge if you didn't you don't like like a whole fucking ingredient <laughs> I think, I think it's, like, one I think of it's the fine. main food ingredients in america yeah right, right right you know and so like i think he's mean just based on that and then jeffrey zakarian just snooty fuck so that's well, just jeffrey zakarian <laughs> has like he's, he seems just like yeah, he's like above it, but he's not mean. You know, I feel like yeah. Chris Santos is like, what the fuck <laughs> right now? Um, think about that next time you watch. Anyway, <laughs> we gotta, it's already passing. We gotta get in. Oh my God, we gotta get going. What are you doing? Okay, so I We're mean, you know, tech- we hey, we, we, got, we gotta pay you know? for hosting for hosting per hour. So. <laughs> Um, okay, so they're making a Daphnaz Pativier, um, which is similar to what Daphne already made, which is, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, not Daphne, Dana, Dana. right? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Um, and this is the whole thing that we were talking about before, Debbie, is some are laminating and some aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, some, like, don't realize that you're supposed to put the butter between the folds, but it seemed like they all kind of turned out okay, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel like in years past, this is like a major focus of like, especially if it was the technical would be like, are they doing the rough puff correctly? Yeah, right. Like, I right. only have any idea how to make a rough puff because of the extreme detail it's been shown on the baking show right. because it's yeah. like a point of drama. But I guess at this point, they all know because they have all watched the baking show before. Yeah, like, that's you, a good point. But I feel like usually you would see like Paul like looking and being like, oh, it doesn't look like there's enough folds in here, you know? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, no, totally. Um, I mean, that must mean they all did a good job, I guess, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, and they're making the blue cheese sauce, and um, Allison and which, Maddie are, are joking about it being moldy, which is such a meme, you know? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that blue cheese is mold thing. I'm sure you all like blue cheese, right? I love blue cheese. Of course, yeah. I, I love, love blue, cheese. blue cheese. I did yeah. think this sauce looked fucking disgusting, though. It, it looked did. like it looked like cream. It did look like cream sauce that like something had gone wrong with. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, it did. And I feel like it's that's the thing about Great British Baking Show. I feel like the savory stuff, like the pastry, always looks good. But I do feel like their fillings and stuff don't look great all the time because they're yeah. like not chefs, right? Right. And uh, also, it's like inside a pie, so they're like cutting the pie open and then like pawing at it with a fork, and it's just like <laughs> big globs of sausage and deer. And stuff, <laughs> right. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wasn't there a guy last season who like was like always like using like game meats uh-huh. to yes. like yes yeah. yes um which I guess it is would be like packed with yeah elk like, or something yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so at the bo- at the end of the technical at the bottom are Nikki who is last and Josh and at the top are Dana and Dan mm-hmm. um well, so like you were saying Dana's doing well yeah Chris. No, no, please. I didn't want to oh. interrupt, but I have a comment. When done, you <laughs> no, know. you, no, I'm, I'm ready. It yeah, was one of it. those rare technicals where um, there was an obvious visual difference between the ones that were fucked up and the ones that were good. I mean, a lot of times right. that's the case, but at this time it was height. So you yes. can just yes. eyeball it from so far away. Like if it was like four inches tall, like perfect. But then a lot of them were like one inch tall. Right, right, <laughs> so they right, kept, right. They, Paul and Prue kept going like, 
Oh, another pizza. Yeah. <laughs> well, at one point, Prue said about one of them, I don't know what happened to the rest of the potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one thing I was thinking about the technical is how they get the exact same amount of ingredients. So, like, they all have the oh, same I amount know. of potatoes to cook. Yeah. So, it's like. I would just be so stressed, right? If you're making one of these one inch tall ones and you're looking around and you're like, fuck, I know that's what it's supposed to look like. And that is not what mine looks right. like. Where did all my potatoes go? Right. You know? Oh, and we didn't even talk about how Dan was grating and he grated his knuckles, which oh, is the yeah. classic Jewish recipe for right. everything good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> little drop of blood for to for oh I forget exactly what my grandfather used to say, but it was like the sweetness yeah. of the matter, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Well, always, <laughs> I mean, my mom would just always say that you that's how you season the latkes with yeah. the knuckle blood. You know, yeah. they have knuckle blood in them. Um, but now I use a food processor, and I do not. Uh, I cannot imagine grating that many uh, potatoes at all. It yeah. seems terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Look, yeah. No. Um, okay. So yeah. So this part. Okay. So then they are just like they do the thing where they're all sitting in the room and discussing like who's in trouble, who's in not, and um, they're talking about who's who's in the bottom. And Paul mentions that Saku is in the bottom, and Allison and Noel are like visibly distressed because <laughs> um, you know they love her the most. Like they're always just like obsessed with Saku. Like yeah. Um, yeah, and she's good. You know, she's good. Like, yeah, she's yeah. Sort of I mean, I just think that she's like a likable person. Is the vibe I get from her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the showstopper has to be a stunning display of sweet pies. So we're finally getting our sweet uh, pastries. Mm -hmm. um, and this part is when I took a no notes after <laughs> I said stunning display of sweet pies. My next note is uh, who the star baker is. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, but one thing about this is. Debbie and I talked about this last week, but remember that time they did American pies and they were all shit talking all the pies. Yeah, <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. Were, but like a lot of people, their sweet pies, like someone was like, oh, this pie has apple and cinnamon. And I'm like, okay, so like, that's, a, that's <laughs> a fucking apple pie. You made an American <laughs> apple pie. Like, yeah. Spoiler exactly. alert, nerds. Like, this is what an American that's the most American pie. <laughs> right. Know, and they completely pie. avoided yeah. they completely avoided acting like that was a real thing. They were like, oh, the apples and the cinnamon. Very interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could really taste the cinnamon. Like this is like I know. So I felt like normal. so many of them were just like basic pies, which I love. I'm not trying to shit talk the basic pies, but I just feel like it was like not like I felt like it was they were acting like those were more normal than they did last time when they're like, oh, these American right, desserts right. are so outlandish. You know? yeah. <laughs> and this time they were like, yes, I've made a uh, pie made out of pumpkin puree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought um, in general, like, this was, like, a weird challenge because it was just, it didn't really, it, it wasn't, like, a showstopper to me, you know? It wasn't, yeah, like, The yeah. most showstopper to me was Josh. I like Josh's, like, where he was, like, a flower and the pies were the yeah. different flowers. Like, yeah, that that's cool. what I, when you tell me this is a showstopper pie, like, that's kind of what I think of, Right. You know? Like, even Tasha, what? <laughs> no, it just had a big visual element to it. Yeah. You know, like, it, yes. it looked creative. Yeah, like Tasha just made three pies and was like, here you go. Like, all right. Oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, could, you could tell that Paul was like so pissed about that. Like what you were saying, Chris, about like, yeah. now he's like much more critical. He was just like, this does not look impressive. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was really just 
And he was right, you know? Yeah. He was right. But yeah. he just, like, I feel like he is, like, very, you can, like, tell now, like, who he has, like, high standards for and who he doesn't. Because yeah. I feel like some people, you could tell, you like, did not expect him to do well. And I felt so bad for Rowan because I, I really thought Rowan was a front runner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of problems over the last couple of weeks, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. He's always, like, whenever there's something in the opening montage of somebody, like, fucking something up, it was Rowan, like, the last yeah. three yeah. episodes, I feel like. Like, dropping um, something. Well, like, on this episode where his pie was, like, breaking and he couldn't get it out of the tin. Yeah. And, like, I know, I felt yeah. so bad for him. But have you seen his Instagram? He no. is, like... Yeah. He is posting, like, since he got eliminated, like, uh-huh. so many kind of, like, thirst traps. But, like, not, like, really? like he's, like, he's wearing, like, not, I don't know if thirst traps Not to right be rude. Word. I don't mean to sound so incredulous that he could post thirst traps. <laughs> no, I like, love, this is my favorite. You know, he's a college student, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, he is just, like, he was wearing, like, this, like, this like glittery red suit or something um and he's definitely like looks like he like i mean i'm sure they filmed this like a little while ago right and uh he just like looked like he was like ready for when he could really like show himself off uh, on instagram i am trying to look it up right now i'm looking at his grid right now he just has like his stories right now and just like come be on the baking show Okay, um, so sorry. So, I, okay, if you're looking at his grid, it is the second row to the uh, left. Oh, yeah, top. look at him. Look at him. There you go. But he mm. was posting, like, a bunch of, like, uh, stuff that was, like, this, like, like the story that I just kept seeing and being like, oh, yeah. Showbiz, um, baby. Oh, but, of course, we didn't even talk about the fact that his thing was absolutely Pat- fabulous. I know. Which, Patsy oh, and yeah. Athena, right? Like, <laughs> mad at his only three pie thing because i love the way it was so funny like that it was patsy no no, it was adina wait no it was patsy pouring a glass of wine and the second pie was like the wine being spilled and then like yes i thought that was was brilliant so good you know it's all i always love seeing publicists in the media so i was really in favor of that (laughs) you know like Um, it was funny too because we watched this episode and then the next morning i i had actually never seen james and the giant peach the movie from uh the 90s and we watched it with my daughter and uh patsy is also in that movie oh nice as like one of the mean old ladies and i was like wow big weekend for her in my house (laughs) she's killing it in my living room this weekend And uh, Nikki also is going home, um, but like oh I feel like that, like I thought she was going to go home week one. You know? Oh yeah. my god, she's had nothing but trouble. I feel like yeah. I, I yeah. really like her. I like her whole vibe. Yeah. I feel like she's an aspirational version of a UK person that a lot of oh, people yeah. are. You know? Totally. She's totally. this like nice, fun Irish mom, grandma, right? Yeah. But then it's like so many other things she baked were fucked up. But, yeah. You know. Like, <laughs> Although her. Highland cow was really impressive. Oh, oh that was yes. beautiful. I thought yeah. I thought that was really beautiful. That was yeah. really that, cool. That goes so well with what you're saying about the aspirational British lady. She yeah, like, oh, exactly. I just like the little, little Highland cow, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I mean, but this is like, you know, not to get too deep, guys, but this is one of my <laughs> theories in general about creativity in the marketplace is like uh-huh. and this comes from the days I used to be a music publicist, is like 
There are some people that are very creative and very talented, but they maybe don't have like a deep bench of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Nikki is somebody who like is very good at making like probably like four or five things like really good, but then she can't make like 600 things. Right. You know what I mean? She's good at making like four or five cows. (laughs) (laughs) She's good at cow based desserts. That's her like thing. Yeah. Right. When you ask her to get outside of that, and it gets dicey pretty fast. Right, you know? right. <laughs> totally. Um, and that's why Great British Baking Show is hard because, like, they do, like, you know, they start out with cake, and then by the third week, they're on bread. And, like, a good cake baker is not necessarily a good bread baker. So right. it's just. Or, it's like, hard. I always remember that season a few seasons ago with, um, oh, what's her face? Lottie, who was, you know, I have a crush on. And, mm-hmm. like, who, where they made them all make heads of people like, yeah, yeah. Of, like that was like that was like nailed it shit like that just get that yeah. the fuck out of here that's like zumbo's just desserts like i don't want to see that you know in the baking show so funny and everyone like and that's that episode though i as much as i hated it i just loved seeing all the disasters because they yeah. were like so <laughs> fucking terrible um well, I don't remember what season it was, but there was one season where they made them make something that had a light in it, and the light had to turn on. Yes. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, that was, on, like, guys. You know? I know. And you just, you have to imagine the, like, backstage push and pull, because it's like, okay, making some kind of giant weird fucking thing out of desserts is, like, really hot right now. Like, we have yeah, to yeah. do something like that. But it's also, like, that's not who the baking show is, so they try to do some kind of, like, version of it, you know? Right, right. Well, Debbie sent me um, an article, which I feel like is what Debbie and I have been saying, is that they people are saying this season is better because it's going back to, like, less complicated I things. think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. You know, they haven't had to make fucking ice cream, for example, yeah, too. Yeah, right. And also i think they finally worked out this thing where for like years they weren't acknowledging climate change and they were having them make like ice cream in 100 degree weather and then yeah. being like well i don't know why this is happening it seems like they finally moved the taping like earlier in the summer or yeah. something although we were we were talking about last week is that somehow though they still managed to do chocolate on the hottest day of whatever <laughs> like, what the absolute <laughs> yeah the week before they were wearing winter coats but then on chocolate week they were like it's so hot <laughs> and they must start filming in like may you know yeah, which yeah. is like around when shit like that is happening you know right right um, but yeah, so Chris, the reason we invited you on is to tell us the story of getting a Bakewell tart in Bakewell. From oh Haiti. my God. Yeah. Um, as so charming as that. I am in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in, so yes, for, for many years, I worked for the British Broadcasting Corporation in a, in a workplace capacity. And I, and before that I was working for another UK based, uh, company. And before that, I was actually working for another UK-based company. So I was going to the UK a lot for many years. And um, whenever I go, I try to take a little side trip. And I, I like to say I've been to all of Europe's B-plus cities. Like anywhere <laughs> that you can get to on EasyJet, I've been to. You know? Excellent. Excellent. Um, so one of my one time I was tell, talking to my boss about this, and she was like, well, you know, you should really explore England. Like, why don't you explore England? Like, I, she was like <laughs> genuinely kind of offended that I hadn't been to more places in England. <laughs> So I actually thought this was longer ago. It wasn't. It was in 2019, like the last real year. Mm-hmm, um, wow. I took a trip to the Peak District in England, 
which is like um a lot of times you hear about the lake district where people yeah. talk about there's they have all kinds of fucking districts man so this <laughs> is the i went to the the peak district uh -huh. um, which has a bunch of cool mountains it's very windy uh anyway so during this trip you know i rented a mini i was staying at a sheep farm i was fucking doing it up right wow yeah I was hanging out with hunting dogs at country pubs. I was having a great time. Mm -hmm. And so as part of this, there was, I wasn't that far from, from Bakewell. So I was like being a longtime fan of the baking show. I was like, well, I gotta go to fucking Bakewell. I mean, are you kidding yeah. me? I gotta get a Bakewell tart. So I go to Bakewell and I, I, I have this thing where I collect, um, like really tacky magnets from places that I go to. And one uh -huh. of my best ones of all time is from Bakewell. Oh, I didn't nice. bring it, but it's like a dog and the cat on a fence with like flowers around them it's like uh, very perfect. intricate um but so big wall tarts it's it's challenging when you go as as you guys will know anytime you go anywhere like if you go to puerto rico everywhere is says like they invented the pina colada right, right. you go to bakewell everywhere says they invented the fucking bakewell tart. yeah yeah and it was hard to know where to go and you look things up and everywhere has got some article on like you know, desserthound.uk that's like <laughs> the best tart in Bakewell. So there's really, that's not really any help either. No. So I eventually picked this place. I went here. I have, here's the picture of my Bakewell tart. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll have to put it on the, on the feed. Yeah. So as you can Instagram. see this white stuff there, that's solid sugar. That's oh, like, wow. that's like a kind of like frosting kind of glaze. It was uh -huh. so thick. Uh, I mean, the, the short version is like, it was so fucking gross. I really didn't <laughs> like it. And I was only on this trip for like two and a half days and I burned like half a day going to Bakewell specifically to get this fucking thing. And then it wasn't the kind of place you could go eat at the place. So I was like standing in a parking lot eating this like Bakewell tart and the, this disc of sugar on top of it. It was the kind of thing where you bit into it and the sugar like lifted up, you know, and I was like completely solid. I took one bite and I was like, this is what these freaks have been talking about for years. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I mean, and it's possible I had one that was bad or my palate sucks. I don't know, but I was, it was incredibly sweet. The texture of it was fucked from the jump because <laughs> uh, it was mushy and hard. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I'm glad I did it. What a great experience. I'm never, <laughs> ever going to eat this again or as long as I fucking live. You know, <laughs> Cornish pasties, fantastic. Sausage rolls, fantastic. I don't Excellent. hate British food at all. Yeah, but right. But like a Bakewell tart, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, so we, you know, we did um, Top Chef recently, which was in London this year. Mm. Um, and now this show. So I feel like that we've been like spending a lot of time in England with our food choices right now. Mary uh -huh. old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Chris, the way that we always end the podcast is that we all say, um, tell what we had for dinner tonight. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I don't know, Debbie, do you want to go first to kick it off? <laughs> yeah. I it's cause mine is, is probably the most boring. I just had, leftovers um, but it was chinese food leftovers and we've been ordering from this really good place that has a lot of like excellent dim sum options so what's get, the place called uh i don't know i have to ask john um send me I, the link i'll send you the link it's very good um and uh they're they're they just have like really good like wontons and uh yeah. So, uh, you know, it was just like a mishmash of 
of all the Chinese that we had from the night before. It was delicious. And uh, Chris, I don't know if you know, but uh, Debbie's husband's leg is broken. So uh, they've been... I listened uh, to last week's episode. Oh, <laughs> so oh, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what did you have, Chris? I believe that... It, so we've... Mm, after deriding them intensely for many years, we have become uh, meal like meal plan people. Um, so which which, we, which one? Like a like a kit? Like a kit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We did. Um, oh God! For many years, for like a couple years, we were doing not Blue Apron, but like what's the other really big one? HelloFresh. HelloFresh. We're doing HelloFresh for several years. Uh-huh. We, then we stopped for a while, and now we've restarted at a lower price tier. One. Oh. That is like the options are a little more basic, but they're at the end of the day, the the HelloFresh ones were not that they're not that different, really. Yeah. Um, maybe so what's, like, what's the service you're using? It's now? called Every Plate. Um, oh, I've heard of that okay. one. Hey, Every Plate, will you <laughs> give us money and we'll talk about you on every episode? <laughs> what I would like to say is what a great product they have. <laughs> and especially if you're like a busy parent trying to oh, have it all, yes, much yes. like the hosts and listeners of this show, it's, exactly. it's a great service for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Use, so, our, use our uh, our code JUMOM. JUMOM15, yeah, <laughs> yeah try it. Um, so I think what we had, it was a quesadilla of some kind. I Ooh. think it was the creamy Rajas quesadilla. That's Because um, we usually don't get meat from those. Like we eat meat. We don't cook meat all, all that often in the house. Yeah. Sometimes we're, we do. We do the same thing. We're, we're, we're trying not to do meat in the house. But then I was just, cause I, we did get a meat every plate recently. And I was like, uh-huh. maybe I should be doing it the other way around. Maybe I should only cook meat at home and then not eat meat out because that would probably mean I was eating a higher quality of thing that was prepared better. Ah, uh, like yes. Less antibiotics or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We but, uh yeah. But I just love getting a spicy chicken sandwich, you know, like I, that's yeah, I mean uh, Well, you I, know, we can, we all we all try to do our best, you know. We're, I, we're all just people, you know. I was uh I was texting John I was driving home one night uh from a, a work thing um Thursday night and I was like Hey Siri, text John if he wants Wendy's, and it kept coming out as onesies. Like it kept texting him over <laughs> and over. Again. Like I was like, oh god, this is such a parent. Like <laughs> I do love that does- that story started off as like I was driving and texting, but you found a way to like make that not like a felony. So that was yeah. <laughs> Uh, we uh, we try to only get uh, farmers market meat at home, uh, oh, but we great, will yeah. be having Wendy's tomorrow night pre trick or treating because Excellent. that's the easiest. Uh, I think we're all going to go get Popeyes, all our parent friends, because there's ooh. a Popeyes right next to the school that all our kids go to. And- Perfect. Um, okay, so for dinner, I um, so we had some like random leftover vegetables so i made uh we had like a head of broccoli we needed to use up so i you did uh i cooked some onions and bacon and then i like food processed the broccoli to chop it up and i like put that into the pan with like some pasta water and some Mm. milk and i made you know like a broccoli pasta sauce type of thing Mm. it was okay 
Um, I didn't use, no, I mean, it was, I didn't use like a recipe because uh I was just like trying to throw some things together. So I feel like I could have like added some other stuff to make it a little better. Uh, Like the flavor wasn't like super popping, you know, but. It wasn't uh, chicken, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't (laughs) like, oh, wow, what a great dish, you know. When I do those kind of leftover dishes, I make a stir fry. That's like my go-to. And I I get that like fermented soybean spice Mm, in uh Chinatown, yeah. That sounds good. I usually, I, I just usually make vegetables and whatever into pasta sauce is usually mm-hmm. my go-to. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean is like, you know, it's like toddler pleasing, you know, so. Uh, noodles. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. noodles. Well, um, yeah, Char- Charlie, even though we all, everybody else had uh, Chinese tonight, Charlie had plain buttered noodles. Yes. <laughs> That's toddler shit. Love yep. that shit. Yeah. Um, can I tell you a cute Sheena thing? Uh, of course. So at dinner, I was like, you know, she like watches me. Do, she mentioned that she was going to make me coffee. So I said, oh, like, do you know what I put in my coffee? And she said, ice and cup of milk. Which She thinks you work at Dunkin' Donuts. I yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she, she's right. That's how I do it, you know. Um, but, uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, that's was fun with us. Thank um, you. You know, share it to your thousands of followers, please. Yeah, right. I will, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll um, share it to my hundreds of followers. Yeah. <laughs> and we should all hang out sometime. Yes. Yeah, Let's great. do it. Chris, I want to invite you uh, to my Hanukkah party, but I'll tell you. That'd about be great. It later. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. And uh, so you know, rate, review, subscribe, etc. Send say us hi. an Instagram DM. Yeah. Say mm-hmm. hi. Uh, we post great memes on our Instagram. So follow you really us do. there. Oh, Thank you. I told um, my wife, Catherine, that I was coming on this show tonight. Uh, I told her before tonight, but we were talking about it tonight. And she said, oh, yeah, that's the thing where you're always sending me those memes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Chris is listening. He's sharing the content. Yes. Um, so everyone share the content. Um, and then for now, it's time, time to for us to pack, pack our, our knives, knives and, and go. go. <laughs>